Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights Podcast. Join us as we explore the latest in science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Charlotte Bastianza, Associate Editor. Hi, and thanks for joining in on this Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm joined today by Professor Manfred Egersdorfer, who is Professor for Healthy Aging at the University Medical Center Groningen in the Netherlands. Welcome, Professor. Welcome also. It's an honor to be here to have the opportunity to talk about the role of the immune system. Yes, uh, we're super excited to talk today about the role of um, nutrition and long-term immunity, which I think is so important in building up the body's natural protection against viral infections. And of course, the topic at the top of everyone's conversation across the globe is undoubtedly coronavirus. And we're all feeling the impact as governments and public healthcare bodies are looking to take back control of the outbreak through strategic measures. So it was really the perfect time for us to be talking about this topic. Um, Professor Eggersdorfer, you recently co-authored a paper which investigated optimum nutritional status for a well-functioning immune system as an important factor to protect against viral infections. Uh, what, what framework around immunity did you seek to capture through this paper and what were some of the key findings that you and your colleagues took away? So uh, a number of colleagues addressed me and said uh, we should uh, take care and should generate awareness about the role of the immune system and especially also about a number of micronutrients which are essential for a strong, for an optimal immune system. So we said, okay, let's have a, we organized a webinar and uh, we were putting together what are the key micronutrients, what is the dose in which we require to have these uh, micronutrients in order to support a healthy and an optimal immune system. And when we had this available, we said, let's share this in a scientific paper and let's put this forward and let's distribute it to as many as possible to uh, companies, to authorities, to scientists, in order to spread the information about the role of a strong immune system and the micronutrients which are required for it. I think the role of micronutrients is actually becoming really interesting because other categories like sports nutrition are actually repositioning how they they see athletes needing to consider their micronutrients. Um, And we know that when we look at immunity, there's an optimal level of nutrition that we want to meet in order to build our body's immunity function. And I think really the key here is that we need to be thinking about long-term prevention Uh, If you look at today's current climate with coronavirus, I think everybody is scrambling for supplements and immunity products, which really are not going to be very effective in in the short term. So it's really the perfect time for the industry to be promoting messaging around daily health and nutrition to build long-term immunity. Um, So in your view, Professor Egersdorfer, and perhaps in light of your findings, what, what benefits can micronutrients provide for immune health and the body's response to viral infections? And are there a few examples that you'd like to refer to? Happy to uh, explain. So the immune system is the body's first line of defense. A balanced nutrition which provides all essential nutrients is important to support an effective immune function. This is particularly relevant 
with the current situation you mentioned regarding the spread of the coronavirus uh, infections. A well-functioning immune system helps on one hand side to reduce the risk of viral infections, its duration and also its severity. We know from scientific studies that virus infection can even become more virulent when the immune system is weak. Therefore, a strong immune defense is important to help reduce the risk or manage the implications of viral infections. In this case, several vitamins and minerals play an important and also a complementary role in supporting the immune system, especially fat-soluble vitamins, and I talk here about vitamin A, vitamin D, and vitamin E. Then water-soluble vitamins, vitamin B6, B12, vitamin C, and folate, and a number of minerals. So the minerals zinc, iron, selenium, magnesium, and copper, all these nutrients work together and are essential for a strong immune system. Important is a deficiency or, as I say, also a marginal status. And marginal means in this uh, uh, context, a suboptimal status of this uh, essential nutrients can negatively affect the immune function and decrease resistance to infections. This is also recognized when we look uh, what uh, the European Food and Safety Authority is saying. They offered a number of health claims. Uh, a number of health claims have been granted for these micronutrients, acknowledging their contribution to the normal function of the immune system. Next to these micronutrients, also omega-3 fatty acids uh, support an effective immune system specifically by helping to resolve the inflammatory response. For some of these micronutrients, an intake above the daily nutrient recommendations is beneficial for an optimal immune function. This is especially important in a time of crisis like the current pandemic. In addition, for certain micronutrients, the requirement increase during period of illness. A well-known example for this is vitamin C. Vitamin C levels in the body decrease during a time of infection. And for a strong immune system, an intake of 200, even up to 500 milligrams per day is recommended for healthy people. This can be achieved by eating three oranges or two kiwi fruits every day or by taking a supplement. Vitamin C requirements change depending on health status, as said, and an intake of one to two grams per day is helpful for people who are sick. Another example is vitamin D. Human studies have shown that an intake of 2,000 international units daily is effective in reducing the risk of respiratory tract infections. In, a, in an analysis of human studies, by Dr. Adrian Martineau from the UK. Uh, he showed that this dose reduces respiratory tract infections by 50% in those who have a low status of vitamin D or even by 10% in those who have already a good vitamin D level. In uh, these cases, uh, supplementation is the only way to achieve this intake as it is difficult to obtain this dose via a diet.
supplementation with micronutrients and omega-3 fatty acids is for this reason, as mentioned here, an effective and low-cost solution to support the optimal functioning of the immune system with the potential to reduce the risk of infection, including viral uh, respiratory tract infections. Micronutrient supplements offer a safe option to complement the diet to eliminate micronutrient gaps and help support the immune systems. Intake Intakes above the daily nutrient recommendations, as mentioned, uh, are within the recommended safety limits, so the upper limits, which are set by authorities like the EFSA and the Institute of Medicine in the US. The vitamins and minerals, as mentioned, uh, collectively have a function for the immune system. And the roles of vitamin C and D have uh, in immunity are particularly well elucidated. Let me show and let me mention, vitamin C plays roles in several aspects of immunity, healthy neutrophils and macrophages. So the white blood cells in the immune system contain about 50 to 100 times higher concentrations of vitamin C than vitamin C in the plasma. A healthy person produces about 100 billion neutrophils a day. And when the immune system is exposed to an infection, the need for vitamin C increases to load the neutrophils again. So vitamin C is supporting barrier functions of the epithel and is required for the growth and function of both the innate and the adaptive immune system. Similar with uh, vitamin D, many immune cells have vitamin D receptors that affect their function after ligand bending, such as vitamin D, uh, as such vitamin D influences uh, the immunity. Vitamin D, for example, promotes the differentiation of monocytes to macrophages and increases their killing capacity for pathogens. Vitamin D also modulates the production of inflammatory cytokines and supports the antigene uh, presentation. Furthermore, vitamin D metabolites appear to regulate production of specific antimicrobial proteins uh, that directly kill pathogens, and thus they are likely to help to reduce infections, including infections of the lung. So this is a summary of the role of micronutrients for the immune system. Professor Eggersdorfer, that is a great and comprehensive framework to understand um, the, the key role that these vitamins and minerals play in, in immunity. And your findings are certainly very interesting in demonstrating um, how they support the immune system, especially around um, vitamin C and D. However, I think, you know, a lot of people in the real world really do struggle to meet sufficient nutrient levels through dieting, and not everybody is um, looking at supplements as proactively as they could be. What are some of the common micronutrient deficiencies that you notice across different populations, and how do you think these should be addressed? And, you know, do you notice any trends in these deficiencies according to demographics or perhaps age bands? Yes, we know from many scientific papers and index surveys that all over the world, a share of the population does not have an intake of the essential nutrients compared to recommendations. So this is true for developing countries anyway. 
but uh, it is also true for developed countries like here in the United Kingdom, in Germany, Switzerland, France, Italy, as well as for the US, Japan, Korea and others. Also from China, we know that the large population group does not get all the micronutrients according recommendations. Also a major part of the population in India and other regions does not meet the recommended intake of the essential nutrients. Nutrients which are not consumed according to recommendations are vitamin A, vitamin E, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin B12, folate, and some of the minerals like zinc, iron, and magnesium. For some of these nutrients, like vitamin D and E, even up to 80 and 90% of the population uh, does not achieve the adequate or the optimal intake via the diet. Also for omega-3 fatty acid intake uh, in most of the countries and regions is low, or I have to say even very low. We learn from the spread of the coronavirus infections that especially elderly people are affected. We know that in elderly the immune system is weaker and often elderly have also an inadequate intake of the essential nutrients. Crucial nutrients for elderly are especially vitamin D, vitamin B12 and omega-3 fatty acids. So I think there is a relation of nutrient intake and status and risk for virus infections. And I recommend to take care of this and care for an optimal immune system. To fill the gap in low and optimal status of nutrients, you can take and can think about fortified foods or a supplement as a recommended choice. We know from intake surveys that supplement users have a better level of the essential nutrients. So multivitamin and mineral supplement helps to close the gap and uh, provides the essential nutrients in the recommended dose. Um, Professor Eggersdorfer, those are great. And I think the industry, the supplements and nutraceutical industry, as well as functional foods and beverages, has come a really long way to, to address some of these key Micro, micronutrient deficiencies and and trying to provide those at the consumer level in a in a format that they that they want and as you mentioned dietary supplements are probably effective in terms of meeting these nutrients but we know consumers are increasingly moving away from pills and tablets and capsules and and wanting to get their nutrient intake through foods and beverages there are certainly concerns at both supply chain and consumer levels surrounding the legitimacy of some of these label claims and how effective products really are in delivering these immune-boosting health benefits. And I know regulatory bodies are really putting in a lot of effort to ensure that products have the scientific substantiation to support these health claims. But in your opinion, how can ingredient and food manufacturers, as well as these food and supplement bodies and authorities, help to declutter the science and claims related to nutrition and immune health? Yes. Uh, so in a pandemic situation like we experience now with the coronavirus, the immune system is more important than ever before to reduce the risk of infections, as well as duration and severity of the infections. The science around why we need an optimal intake of vitamins and minerals is available. Scientific experts 
uh, engage. I mentioned the paper which we published uh, recently on the role of micronutrients for a healthy immune system is important to communicate and advocate uh, for the role of micronutrients in building a strong immune system. Still, I'm aware that public awareness uh, of the benefits of micronutrients uh, for the immune system must be increased. Food and ingredient manufacturers, as well as authorities, in my view, have a responsibility to translate the science into solutions for consumers. Their engagement is important as intake service, as mentioned before, indicate that there's a certain population group which does not get and meet the recommended levels of the essential nutrients. The coronavirus uh, infections affect elderly people in particular. I believe there's a close link between nutrient intake and status and the link of viral infections. Preventive care must therefore be taken to support an optimal intake uh, and uh, an optimal immune system. All this immune supporting or boosting nutrients create promises and opportunities for the development of innovative new health approaches and products. And food and ingredient manufacturer can develop products enriched with essential nutrients and use the health claims as a reference for their benefits. And in my view, there's also a responsibility of authorities to educate people and put measures in place like food fortification and recommendations for the use of supplements. We have seen that in countries where this approach is followed, a benefit for individuals as well as for the whole society is given. So, Dr. Egesdorfer, what do these findings and recommendations mean for food and ingredient producers in terms of new product development? As you mentioned, um, there's certainly an opportunity for immunity brands to deliver enhanced education to consumers around meeting these nutrient requirements and being really proactive about long-term prevention. But what lessons from the supply chain perspective have we learned now and recently that could inform the next generation of immunity supplements? Uh, yes, in my view, food and ingredient manufacturer can develop products enriched with the essential nutrients and use their health claims as a reference for the benefit. And uh, vitamins and uh, minerals should be in the optimal dose uh, as uh, they are required for the strong immune system. And there's an opportunity for a multivitamin and mineral complex with the nutrients which have an impact on the immune system. So it is about vitamin C, vitamin uh, A, vitamin D, B12, folate, zinc, iron, and the omegas. A multi-micronutrient supplement is safe and it offers the opportunity and the option to complement the diet uh, and eliminate uh, these uh, gaps uh, which were mentioned before. As for some of the micronutrient nutrients, intake is above the normal nutrient requirements. The recommended uh, uh, intake, uh, which is required to, to support an optimal uh, immune system, there is an opportunity to develop supplements which provide this higher doses or these doses, which help to, to 
further strengthens the immune system. So there's an opportunity for vitamin C uh, supplements with a dose for, of 200 to 500 milligrams for healthy individuals. And there should be also supplements that people who are sick can take uh, one to two grams of vitamin C because of the increased requirements. And for vitamin D, we need products and solutions in the range of 2,000 international units. This is above the RDA, but within the upper limit in uh, all the countries. And also when we look on omega fatty acids, uh, and uh, I mentioned zinc and other micronutrients, there are product opportunities and uh, solutions which can now be positioned forwards. All these nutrients for the immune boosting create and offer opportunities for new health products, for new developments and solutions. So my plea is engage, make it happen. We need it. We need it urgently. We absolutely do. Uh, Professor Eggersdorfer, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast and for lending your really valuable insights around micronutrients and immunity. This is a really crucial topic for our industry and in light of the coronavirus pandemic, there are certainly lessons to be taken away for both the supply chain and consumer so that we improve global immunity not only in future pandemic situations, but in just general day-to-day health. So thank you for joining me. Thank you also.